right, folks, here we go. It's a new year, 2023. Obviously, a lot to, you know, it's a new year, like I said, a lot to digest. It should be an interesting year. Hopefully, it'll be a better year for for you and your and your people. You know, obviously, for me, I, I'm going up probably a tough year, a rough year for me, but it's a new year. Let's get going with it. Obviously, for the NFL, it's still the 2022 season, and we're getting down to the final two weeks of the regular season starting today. Obviously, the playoff spots all on the line. There's a division tile that will be decided today. Lots of other things going on. So let's get to it. Like I said, we get to this time of the year, there are obviously games to look over, but there's a lot of teams we will not look over. A lot of games we will not look over. And these are the following games that we will obviously not look over, but obviously Arizona and Atlanta is a game we will not look over because both teams are eliminated. And that's the only known game of, of significance that, has, that doesn't have anything to do with the playoffs. And the following game, and Matt, you cut me off here. The following games are unanimous picks, right. and there are many of them today. <laughs> Kansas City over Denver. Yeah. In the Battle of L.A., Chargers over the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Although the Rams have been playing pretty decent the last couple of weeks with uh, Baker Mayfield in there, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 49ers over the Raiders. With no more, no more Derek Carr. He's played his last down with them. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the other, you know, there were there were two coaches that got hired this off season, this past off season. That I said were complete bust, complete frauds. One is already gone, and Nate Hackett and Josh Daniels is uh, trying to save his job for one more year. It seems so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, now we will get to our down to the games in hand. Obviously, there's a lot of games with playoff implications. Like I said, I have two games of the week. Matt has his lock of the week, and intriguing matchup and playoff eliminator is one is, is the same game we will look over here. But we will start off first with the AFC South. Dallas beat Tennessee. Tennessee has now lost six straight games, but no matter what happens today in the in the game we were about we are about to look at, the division, the AFC South Power will be on the line next Sunday, most likely as the final game of the regular season, give or take. We will we, we, we don't know until until tonight what the next week's schedule will look like anyway for everybody. So but Jacksonville is playing today. They're in Houston, a place that they have struggled with. And they've lost their last nine games against the Houston Texans. And even though Houston is the worst team with the worst record and everything, they haven't played like that the last couple of weeks. They've been playing teams really, really tough here. And they actually beat Tennessee last week. So, like I said, it's not an in-and-out scenario that Tennessee can – I mean, not Tennessee. Houston can actually win today. But actually, but Jacksonville obviously knows that – with Tennessee next week for the AFC South title, this is not a game that they can really play around with. But obviously, this is a matchup they still would like to win because it would look better if they do than if they don't. So go ahead. Yeah, well, um, there's a couple things this weekend, man. Today with Sunday, um, I mean, there's not a lot of good games out there. This is not a good game, so. Um, and we're obviously talking on Sunday, so it's a, if I start talking about fantasy now, the 1 o'clock games, you know, it doesn't really matter anyway. But for the 4 o'clock games and the later games, I'm going to sprinkle in some fantasy information, too, since it's the championship weekend for most fantasy leagues. Uh, fantasy team. One of my two fantasy teams is in the championship game. The other team lost last week in the playoffs, but nonetheless. Um, this game, Jacksonville is playing their starters for some reason. This game means nothing. Tennessee rested all theirs last week or on Thursday. Um, I don't know that – I mean, Jacksonville says they're going to play their starters, but I have a feeling at halftime they're going to pull them. So 
for this game, I'm going to actually pick Houston to actually get a victory here. And I'm going to pick the final score at uh, 20-17. Yeah, this is not much of a game that Jacksonville needs to worry about because no matter what they do today, they still have to play Tennessee for the, for the, for the, for the division title next week. So obviously, you, you might be right that they might just play a half with Trevor Lawrence in the, in the first team. But I still think that they want to win this game because, it, you know, Houston still stinks. With this, with, if Houston does lose today, they do clinch the number one, the, the, the number one uh, draft pick for overall for the draft in April. So, obviously, there's a lot on the line there. So, there's two things that need to If one's going to take, then they have to take for a reason. So, you know, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that Jacksonville does enough and Houston won't do enough to beat them. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville here to barely beat Houston and the final score, 20 to 19. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, the guy I'm playing in fantasy for the championship, he's got Trevor Lawrence. So I am holding him up to bench him at halftime at least. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see. Now, obviously, like I said, both of these games obviously reflect the playoff situation. In the NFC, it's very, very, it's it's very much fluid right now. And we will start with the Giants here today. They win and they're in. Not only do they clinch a winning record for the first time in, in the first time since 2016, also a playoff berth is at the line is on the line here. So a big, big scenario today, or it could be a celebration day in the Meadowlands. But they're playing a team that's probably the biggest wild card team in football right now, and that's Indianapolis. Because you don't know what to expect from them every week. Just Saturday in his unorthodox style. But this is a very important matchup for the Giants. A lot of futures are on the line, especially Saquon and Danny Dimes. They don't want to choke away a postseason berth. But obviously, at this point, be a long shot. But go ahead. Yeah, well, um, um, I mean, this one's really not a great game either. The 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 Colts, once they fired uh, Frank Reich and made made uh, Saturday their their interim head coach, you know, they had a little bit of life there for a couple of weeks, but they've fallen apart since then. They're back to what they were under Reich. I mean, it just isn't a good team, <laughs> you know. And we're sitting here looking at Nick Foles, who was awful last week, absolutely awful. You know, he doesn't look like he can even play quarterback outside of Philly, which, you know, we've seen that in the past, too. I don't know what, what it is with Philly, but Nick Foles can only play when he's on the Eagles, it seems like. <laughs> you know? um, but nonetheless, yeah, the Giants have something to play for here. The Colts don't. Jeff Saturday, uh, he got what he could out of them for a couple weeks. But, yeah, this, is, this team's a mess. So, yeah, the Giants are going to win this one easy. I'm going to put the final score here at uh, 31 to 13. Well, this is one of my picks for the week. Obviously, for the Giants, they don't blow out teams. That's why their 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 uh, turnover, I mean, their point differential is kind of like even. But they, but obviously, they do enough. They do enough to be a lot of these teams that aren't really good. And India is not very good right now. They basically failed it in. There's going to be a lot of changes and turnover in the offseason. They're going to have to look for a quarterback come April. Luckily, there is quarterbacks available. So I'm sure I'm sure there was a scout team out in those playoff games, uh, in those college games yesterday. I'm sure there was. But obviously, the Giants, this is a critical game because if they win, they're in. They also clinch a winning record for the first time as well since 2016. So everything has to work out here. So – I'm going with the Giants. I picked them to win. They're favored by, what, five, I think, over five and a half. So they should do that. And the final score, I'm going to say 27 to 13. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Like, oh, my, my buddy Mike's at the game. He's texting me. He's, he's actually at the Eagles game today. All right. <laughs> All right, now, as we continue on this NFC situation, you know, on this NFC situation, 
they're Washington right now has the last spot in the wild card with Detroit, Green Bay, and the Seahawks chasing them. Washington actually controls their destiny. If they win this game, if they win this game and Dallas wins and, and they beat Dallas next week, they're in. Now, if the Eagles do win today, then Dallas is locked into the fifth seed, which means they, next week's game against Washington will be meaningless, which will obviously work for Washington to get into the postseason easily. So, this is a so obviously Washington will be also cheering for the Eagles today as long as they can find a way to win. But they made a controversial move this week, and I told you this last week on our show that Carson Wentz is back, and he finished he he, he took over and finished the rest of that game last week against the 49ers. In, obviously, with a losing effort, but they they're putting their put their eggs back in the basket, the Carson Wentz basket. Now, luckily today they play a winnable team, and that's the Cleveland Browns, who are not playing for the postseason, are now subject to spoilers. But can they play a big time spoiler? And like I said, Carson Wentz has been here before, needing to win two games to get to the playoffs. Will this year be different than last year, though? Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, going into going back to fantasy here, um, I will say, for me, with the defenses, I'm not somebody that wastes an early draft pick on defenses. You know, I, I pick the I pick a defense in the last round of the draft every year, and I just go week to week. I pick up and drop defenses, and it tends to work out well for me. And this week is championship week, man. I picked up the Browns and started them. Going up against Carson Wentz, I mean, we know Wentz is a turnover machine. We know Wentz takes a lot of sacks. Uh, I, I, I like the Browns D in this game. Uh, there, there's that. But um, in terms of this actual game, man, Deshaun Watson hasn't been good since he came back. But they at least have a running game. And, uh, and at least he doesn't turn the ball over at an insane rate like Carson Wentz does. So for this game, I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, I think I think Washington's toast with Carson Wentz back there. I think they're toast anyway, whether it's Wentz or Heineke. But uh, with Wentz, the turnover machine, the, the choke artist, uh, it's, it's over for them, man. So uh, I'm going with the Browns, and I'm going to say final score, 27-16. Well, obviously, this is a critical matchup for, for the for the for the for the Commanders. Obviously, they can see the postseason, and a win and an Eagles win basically means they're in. Basically, for all intents and purposes, because Dallas does not need next week if they're locked into the fifth seed. That game would just be a pride game for them. But obviously, for Washington, they know that they can't keep their guard down. They obviously brought in Carson Wentz for a reason in the offseason to win, to contend. Obviously, it's gone in an unusual way. He was injured, and they started off bad, 1-4. Heike did a great job, and this team, he wills this team back into the postseason hunt, and they're in a postseason spot. But obviously, they've lost the last two games, and you know they don't have a lot of momentum, but they still control their destiny. Of course, playing the Browns, you know, you don't know what to expect from them every week, but obviously this is a critical matchup for obviously this is a critical matchup for them. For whatever reason, they're just a spoiler team. And yeah, Deshaun Watson, it's all about twenty twenty three. We're already in twenty twenty three, but the next season for his for his immediate future what the Browns are going to be moving forward. So I mean if you're expecting the Browns to win, this is that means he's gonna have to have a hell of a game. I think Chubb's gonna have to have at least over 150 yards rushing. Washington does have a decent run defense, and they do have a decent enough defense. Chase Young came back. It's going to be difficult. This is a difficult matchup, but I'm going to go with, with the home team here because Washington knows that NFL history is also on the line. No, no said division has taken everybody to the playoffs, and the NFC East is on the verge of doing that this year. And obviously, if they win this game, and the Eagles obviously beat the Saints, that's going to really put Washington in, in the driver's seat to be the 17 for all intents and purposes, knowing that Dallas next week has something to play.
I think they'll win. I thought they could win last week, but <laughs> run defense had a different scenario. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to have a hell of a day. I think he's going to run and do a, do a lot because now that he's indoors, a running quarterback like him indoors is dangerous, more dangerous than an outdoor. So I think Justin Fields going to have a big game, and I think Detroit is going to have it rough, but they find a way at the end to hold the, hold off. So I'm going to pick Detroit. Barely though, and the final score thirty six to thirty four. Okay, okay, well, we'll see, man. We'll see. All right, now I have two games of the week, so we go to my first game of the week. I have two this week, so obviously the NFC North, like the NFC North, are playing each other the last two weeks, and they, and and there's the other one, the other two teams in this division. For Minnesota, they know that they got a break last week. They got a lucky win again against the Giants, and then the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. And if the Eagles do lose out, they can they have to win out to clinch the one seed. So there's still a chance that home field advantage for the Vikings, but but they have to win out and they have to not be tied with with Dallas because. If that's the case, Dallas could be the one seed themselves. So, really, it's three teams fight for the one seed. I'm not. I'm putting the 49ers out of that, but still, for for the Green Bay, they control no destiny. They got a big win last week, but they don't hold any tiebreakers. So they have to win out and need help. They need Detroit to lose. They need Washington to lose. They need Seattle to lose. That obviously helped them last week because that all those scenarios did happen. But it's hard to believe that that will happen again this week. So it'll be a very interesting matchup. And by the way, Christian Watson is very questionable coming into this game with an injury. So a lot on on, on the plate for Green Bay if they try to make if they try to make a late payoff push. But they know they they need help, win and help for them. Go ahead. Yeah. Well. Um... I'm going to give you a little thing here. I'm actually doing two locks of the week this week, and here's why. Um, this is one of them. This is one of my picks from Wednesday when we called. This is my. This would be my lock of the week, but I'm not 100% sure what Minnesota's going to do, man, because if the Eagles win, that number one seed is out the window, and they've already got the division locked up. Um, the only thing they're really playing for at that point is whether they're number two or number three seed. So they could potentially rest their players. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to, but you never know. So I'm going to do two boxes a week this week, okay? And this is one of them. So um, like, I just, like, like we just said, you know, Minnesota still has a shot at the number one seed as of right now. We'll see what happens with the Eagles game first. This is obviously a 4 o'clock game, so the Eagles are at one, so things can change. Um, but uh, Minnesota's looking for their first uh, regular season sweep of Green Bay since 2017. Um, Justin Jefferson, you know, it might hurt Eagles fans, but we, we, we've, uh, we've shored up our receiver position anyway. But nonetheless, Justin Jefferson, he's sitting here with uh, 1,756 yards receiving on the season. He's, uh, there's a good chance if they play him these last two games, which we'll see, he could, there's a good chance he breaks 2,000 yards as the first receiver to break 2,000 yards receiving ever. So that's huge. Um, but the, the, the problem with Minnesota is their pass defense. Um, they've allowed the most yards passing in the NFL this year, the worst pass defense in the NFL. You know, um, Like you said, with Green Bay, Christian Watson, he's, he's banged up. He may, he may not play, but they do have Romeo Dobbs back. So... That's a big addition. That, that's big for them. That's my boy. And he's actually been pretty good this year. You know, he hasn't been amazing, but he's been, he's been awesome for a, a, a day three draft pick, that's for sure. And Green Bay's sitting here with a three-game winning streak. So they are coming on strong at the end of the year. But to me, as long as Minnesota has something to play for, Minnesota is getting three points in this game. They're not giving three. They're, somehow they're getting three from Green Bay. And... Uh, as long as they have something to play for, they're going to cover that spread easy. You know, this is a team that 
they've had three games all year that have been uh, more than a one-score game. You know, every other game besides those three is a one-score game, and they won um, all of them. So, you know, um, this is going to be a tight game, or Minnesota's going to ball them out. Either way, Minnesota covers. So this is lock number one of the week. Minnesota covers the three. Final score. Uh, Minnesota wins outright, 30 to 23. Like I said, this is a critical game, and no, I do not think that Minnesota will 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 uh, rest their stars because even if they don't, even if the Eagles win today, they still have to win out to still be the two seed because 40 dollars would would take the two seed from them. Yeah, like I mean, I said, everything yeah, is, sorry. Yeah, the Niners could get the two seed, but I mean, really, does it really make that much of a difference between two and three seed unless these two teams meet in the playoffs? You know, they might just say screw it and bent and rest their players. Well, we'll see what happens, but obviously, you know, it is a critical matchup for both teams, especially Green Bay. You didn't really mention about the Packers. They still hoping to make the postseason. They've won their last three games, but unfortunately, they don't control their destiny. Detroit, they lost to. Washington, they've lost to. Seattle has a better conference record. So the problem is, they have to. Those teams have to lose for them to open for that for that seventh seed to open up. It's going to be very, very, very difficult for them because winning out means nothing in the grand scheme of things. So, like I said, hopefully things go well for 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 you know for you know for Aaron Rodgers here these last two weeks. It could be the last few games here in Green Bay. You never know if they don't make it. But obviously for Minnesota, I'm going to take that situation that you're saying about their pass defense. And why not? I don't think when I look at when I look at their pass defense, it's a it's a major it's a major concern because teams are just having their way, you know. Teams are having their way throwing the ball, and if you're going, and if you're, and if you're having your way throwing the ball, then they're going to win games. You know, like I said, look at look at teams like Dallas. Look at Indianapolis. They just had field days with them. They had field days with them. So, to me, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think that for for Minnesota, this is a. I mean, it's going to be difficult because it is on the road. And playing on the road is not easy. It's not been easy for them here recently. And I think Green Bay is going to win this game. I do. I think that Romeo Dobbs has a big game. I think Lazard has a has a turns the clock back and has a decent game. I think that they run the ball very well. And I think Green Bay is going to surprise them here. I mean, obviously Minnesota has one win by double digits this year out of their 12 victories. And that was opening week against Green Bay. But the Packers are, are playing better. They're playing much better now. So I'm thinking that Green Bay wins this game. And the foul score, let's say, 37 to 30. Okay. All right. So now we, we kind of turn the table here and look at the AFC playoff picture. Now, there's a. There's only one wild card spot open right now since the Chargers took the the, the sixth one. Baltimore is already locked into the 15th, so not no matter what, but they're 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 no worse than 16. So the seventh seed in the AFC is still up for grabs. So we're going to go to to the to to the game beforehand. Then we're going to go to the game here that's going to play here here this here coming up next, and that's Miami and New England. Lots of storylines here. For Miami, they do not have Tua for this game. He suffered another concussion, a, a, a third in the season. That could be a, could be a, a, a bad look for his, his future and more likely for this season as well. But Teddy Bridgewater, the longtime veteran, will be back in the will be in the lineup today. For New England, they're struggling. They've lost four of the last five, and their chances of making the playoffs. Like I said, if they lose today with with situations, they're eliminated. So this is an elimination game for for Belichick's crew. But like I said, Miami, obviously they want to hang on. They've lost their last four games. This is a critical 
game. So since the Brady era ended, the Dolphins have a, have a winning record against Belichick, and it's not even close. So, like I said, critical matchup for both these teams with a playoff spot dangling, and hopefully they can take. So go ahead. Yeah, well, um, this one is my other lock of the week, okay, this game. Um, and when you look at it, you know, Teddy – or, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Tua, he's had, a, he's had a really good year with since they – you know, now that they got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you know, two extremely explosive receivers, possibly two of the, the most explosive receivers in the NFL, possibly the top two, definitely the best receiving duo in the NFL, even ahead of the Eagles and some of these other teams that have awesome duos. Um, and he's been awesome when healthy. But just like in college, you know, these injury issues seem to have followed him in the NFL. This Now this year it's concussions. So... We'll see what happens, man. Um, I don't know that they can really rely on him long term in this league. So, you know, they're gonna have to have to have, have to make a decision soon about whether or not they're gonna give him a big contract extension because you know he's only got another year left, and then they're gonna have to give him pay him if they want to keep him. But um, but yeah, this game, man. Teddy Bridgewater starting. Uh, the Dolphins are on a four-game losing streak. It, it's and, and it's in New England, man. It's I don't know exactly what the weather is up there, but I'm sure it's cold. <laughs> no. no, it's not. It's about it's gonna be mid fifties today. Oh really? Wow. It's warm. It's warm up here. It's it's about sixty here in Philly. Mm. It's it's complete opposite of last week. It's much it's much warmer. Wow. Hell, <laughs> hell, it's much more it's much warmer here than it was even in Florida. Remember, it was only in the mid forties on Christmas Day in Florida. And it's going to be around 60 here today, here yeah. in the, up in the Northeast. Yeah, right, right. Okay, well, that's something for them, I guess. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know what the wind is like either. But either way, I don't I think I doubt it, that they win. There's, yeah. I, there's very little wind. Yeah. Either way, I don't think it even matters, man. I mean, this game's in New England. New England hasn't been playing great either. You know, they've lost four of their last five. Uh, they're giving up three points in this game. But I don't think it's going to matter. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, let's face it, he's not a good quarterback anymore. I mean, at, at one point in his career, he was okay. He's uh, he's even fallen off. And even with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, they're not going to put up another, a lot of points. Um, I'm hoping that Waddle maybe catches a long touchdown pass because I do have Waddle on my fantasy team. That's the only uh, interest I have in this game otherwise. But this is this is big for the playoffs, obviously. So um, either way, I think New England's going to win. I think their defense comes up big. I think Bill Belichick, uh, he's going he's gonna to do the best he can to take away the deep threat from Miami and uh, make, him, make them beat him underneath and with the running game. I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater has what it takes to do it. And... Uh, and uh, um, I'm going with New England as my second lock of the week, giving up three. And I'm going to put the final score here at, uh, I'm going to say, 26 to to 16. Well, like I said, I mean, this is a critical matchup for both teams. New England needs to win or they're out. And Miami, obviously, without Tua, potentially for the rest of this regular season, has to figure out how to keep stay in that Seven you know, like I said, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he's not. He's a war. He might be washed up, but he's he's still decent enough. And remember, you and I can play quarterback with Jalen Waddle and and uh, and the Cheetah running right down the field. I don't think that's going to be a problem today. I think Teddy can do a decent enough job. I'm more concerned if the Patriots can score points because they don't. They're not a very good offense, and you know you have two. You have two morons calling the calling plays for 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 Mac Jones is a bad look, and I'm just very very concerned for Mac Jones in the long term if they don't get their ass where it's at, get a a, a, a offensive guy guidance. So really, at the end of the day, I'm really in, in, in a situation where you know it's going to be a, a, a battle of the trenches, but I'm going to say that. Tyree Kill and Jalen Wild will be the difference 
because they're still alpha bails on the wide receivers or tight ends for New England. They have done. They have done. You're going to tell me Jacoby Myers is going to outplay Tyreek Hill? I don't see that. You're going to tell me Ramondre Stevenson is going to outcatch Jalen Waddle? No. I'm sorry. New and Miami has won four of the last five against New England. So this is the right antidote for them. I got I got Dolphins winning, and I actually got them winning pretty decently too. Final score, thirty to seventeen. Well, we'll see. I'm not looking at who's gonna have a better day receiving the ball between the Patriots players and the uh, Dolphins players. I'm, I'm looking at the the Patriots defense, and I'm looking at Ramondre Stevenson pounding the rock and uh, controlling the clock, which is you know New England's game. And I just think uh, I think uh, New England's got that one. Well, we'll see. All right, now. Later this afternoon, big matchup here. And this is a big one. This is my intriguing matchup of the day. Some other game of the week, there's another one. But this this is my intriguing matchup. And these are two teams. It's a must win for both teams with the same record, 7-8. and eight. For the Jets, they bring back Mike White and maybe at the right at the right time. A lot to, to think about for, for, for the Jets moving forward as far as their quarterback situation. The, 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 the Seahawks don't have that problem with Geno Smith. He's a pro bowler, but he hasn't been playing well the last couple of weeks. So, But this is a must win for both. It's that time of the year, the playoff eliminator game. We have one today. This is it. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, I know Kwame likes the Seahawks in this game. I'm not too confident in them, though. Um, and the main thing I'm worried about is Gino. You know, he's had a really good year. He's been he's been the, the breakout player of the year, which is crazy considering he's been in the league however long. You know, but uh, the last three weeks he hasn't been good, man. I mean, he's thrown uh, 36, 44, and 40 passing attempts in each of these last three games, and uh, his numbers are dropping each week. You know. Uh, week 14 against Carolina, he's thrown for 264 yards. Week 15 against San Fran, which is a great defense, obviously, but he threw for 44 times for 238 yards. And then last week against KC, he threw for 215 yards on 40 attempts. You know, it's, it's not good. It's not looking good for him, man. Um, he's, he's, he's starting to fall off the map here, and it's, uh, it's hurting Seattle's chance at the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Jets, uh, they, they got a shot at the playoffs yet. They can make it with a win, well, with two wins. They got to win out, and then they need New England to either lose or tie one of the last two games, which also next week they play, uh, New England plays Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, New England's got two tough games in a row here that they got to win. So the Jets have a, an opportunity here to, to get in the playoffs and end in an 11-year playoff drought. They also have Mike White starting at quarterback again, which is huge because Zach Wilson is is a massive bust. He, I don't know, a uh, man. He he might be on almost, not quite because he he wasn't quite as high, but he's he still was the number two overall pick. He's not quite as bad as uh, Ryan Leaf, but he's uh he's up on that level as, in terms of a bust. So uh, Mike White at quarterback, at least he's confident. Um, one other thing to look at, you got two rookie cornerbacks on each team. You know, Ahmad Gardner, who has been an elite quarterback cornerback this year. But uh, Seattle, in, on day three, I think it was the fifth round, they drafted Tariq Woolen out of uh, UTEP. And it was a guy that has a, had a ton of talent, but everyone thought he was a project. But he's been awesome this year, man. And he's actually tied for the league lead with six interceptions in the season. So look out for him. Um, but either way, the way these quarterbacks are playing, Mike White's back, Geno Smith's been awful lately. I'm going with the Jets here. I think the Jets not only win this game, I think there's a good chance they make the play. I think they're going to make the playoffs, man. So I'm going with the Jets and the and a playoff first. And I'm going to say final score here is uh, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say 27-23. Well, we'll see what happens with this matchup. Like I said, Mike White obviously is a much better quarterback than Zach Wilson at this stage. Like I said, Zach Wilson has Demarcus Russell-like numbers. That's pretty bad. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think his future – I read today that they can't, they're not going to get rid of him or, or trade him because they still think that he's valuable. But they get – if he's valuable, then why is he not doing anything? I, I think that they have to make a, you know, Joe Douglas and Robert Saul going to have to make a decision on him very soon because you have a team that's on the verge of making the playoffs. And, you know, last week's game might have cost you there. So uh, we'll see what happens. But like I said, the Seahawks, like I said, they're in a, in a situation like a lot of teams in the NFC, they need a little bit of help. They don't control their destiny, so they have to find a way to win. Detroit lose. Well, they already they hold Detroit's tiebreaker, but they need they need they have the tiebreakers of Washington and the Giants, but they don't. But they don't. But they're ahead of them, so they have to hope that they both lose out for them to get it back in. So we'll see what happens. The Jets, I'm not so sure that they win out and make the playoffs because they do have the Dolphins to finish the season. If the Dolphins win today, they have to beat the Dolphins next week. So. This is a critical matchup for both teams. There's not enough room in the postseason for both of them. So the winner is going to help their chances, and the loser is basically done. done. So, But I agree with you. I think the Jets do a little bit more. Seattle has been slumping here lately, even though the Jets haven't been winning games a lot here recently themselves. But I think this is going to be a critical matchup. Could go to overtime. I'm thinking this is going to be an overtime game because both teams are pretty much equal in situations. And what they do with numbers wise, so I think this is a critical. This is a, a game that could go to overtime. Hell, this game might actually end in the tie, but I don't think it will. I think, I think the Jets will find a way in overtime to beat the, the Seahawks. So I'm going as well with the Jets here as the final score, 27 to 24. Okay. Okay. All right. We don't have a lot of time left. A couple more games to look at. So we're going to go to the Sunday night matchup with the Ravens by Ravens. The, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have two things they have to think about. Playoff potential or a, or a winning season under Mike Tomlin that's on the line, line tonight. Baltimore knows if they win tonight, then next week's game with Cincinnati is for the AFC North title, even though they're both in the playoffs. So a critical deal for them. Pittsburgh, they're, they've been coming slowly on here lately, but a critical matchup. No Lamar Jackson again. Tyler Huntley gets his fourth consecutive start, so go ahead. Okay, well, if, um, um, yeah, like you said, Mike Tomlin, this is his 16th year coaching the Steelers, and he hasn't had a losing season. So, I mean, for him it's important. For the Steelers as a team, um, it's important for them because obviously they respect their head coach and they want him to be successful, but they're also still in the playoff race. Um, at the same time, if Miami loses or if Miami wins, they're eliminated, no matter what happens. So um, it, this could be a, 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 a game where they're just playing for their head coach. We'll see. Um, Baltimore, you know, Lamar Jackson's out, so we're looking at uh, Tyler Huntley again. One thing I can say about Baltimore is their defense has really stepped up, especially especially since they acquired uh, Roquan Smith. They're 5-2 and two since uh, trading for him, and they've allowed uh, 14 points, or more, they've allowed more than 14 points just once since that trade. So, you know, the defense has really come on, and that's huge. But, I don't know, man. Baltimore should win this game, but something tells me I think Pittsburgh's going gonna to squeeze out the victory here. And with my other, my previous pick of Miami losing, they're still in the playoff race. Um, yeah, I don't know. They could they could backdoor their way into the playoffs just like they did last year, and uh, it, it wouldn't be a great matchup. It wouldn't be a great game, just like last year wasn't. But uh, I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna at least win this game against Baltimore and have a shot, have something to play for next week. So I'm going with Pittsburgh here in the upset, and uh, I'm gonna put the final score. At uh, 23 to 20. Yeah, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Like you said, Pittsburgh has a chance at the playoffs, but they need a lot of help. And, and 
the Dolphins losing would help. Obviously, for Baltimore, if they win tonight, no matter what, they have an AFC North the top championship game next week with Cincinnati. But obviously, that's not what they're – I mean, they're worried, but that's their, their concern, all that. I think Baltimore finds a way to win this game. You know, Pittsburgh will be probably out of the playoffs. They, they're out anyway if they lose, no matter what. So, you know, it's tough. I know it's tough for uh, for for uh, what's his name for Mike Tomlin. It's rough, but like I said, Ravens defense has obviously improved in the last couple weeks since the Rokon Smith trade, and that's a big, big help. So I'm going with the Ravens here, and I think they win kind of comfortably. So Ravens win in the final score, 27 to 17. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see. All right. This is my game of the week, my second. And this is a critical game. It's a Monday night game. A lot on the line here. The winner of this game is in first place in the AFC going into the final week of the season and most likely will get the white and will most likely get the get the one seed. Cincinnati has been coming on strong. They've won their winners of the last seven. Buffalo has obviously gotten their act together. Winners of their last, I think, last four or five. And obviously, this is critical. Like I said, this is like if the Sixers and the Milwaukee Bucks met in the playoffs last year. It never happened. This matchup didn't happen. But this matchup will happen. And these are two teams that could see each other in another three to four weeks with a lot more at stake. So, critical matchup here tomorrow night, final Monday night game of the season, AFC's number one seed at stake. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, to touch on that, both these teams had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs because they both beat the Chiefs. But um, by my calculations, let me just double check that. Um, yeah, so Kansas City and Buffalo are currently tied at 12 and 3. Cincinnati's at 11 and 4. So um, Buffalo wins out, they get the number one seed. If Cincinnati wins this game, they still need help to get the number one seed. But Kansas City, if Kansas City wins out and Cincinnati wins this game, or just Buffalo loses any of these last two, KC gets the number one seed. So Cincinnati does need help to get it. They need Kansas City to lose a game, and they need to win out. Um, and Kansas City has a weak schedule these last two weeks. They play, what, Denver and the Raiders, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Raiders the last game, yep. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't see KC losing either of those games. <laughs> but uh, you never know. You never know. Um, but this one, this one's the, the, the game of the week, obviously. Um, there's three teams in the AFC that I consider Super Bowl contenders. Two of them are playing, and then obviously the Chiefs are the third. Um, and this, this will be an exciting one, man. Um, I got Joe Burrow at quarterback on my fantasy team, and I'm going up against the guy that has Jamar Chase. So I need a big game out of T. Higgins here, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I, need, I, I need him to, to come up big for me. Um, beyond that, the Bills, I mean, the Bills are, are an elite team in the NFL. They got a top five offense, top five defense. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, they, they, the Bills every year seem to go through their November rut, but they seem to be – getting back into the swing of things for the playoffs like usual. And uh, Josh Allen's a big game quarterback. Joe Burrow, he's another one, man. He's, he, he could be the, the new Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to win that many Super Bowls, but, you know, he's that type of player. Um, man, this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both these quarterbacks go off. I think it's going to be maybe not quite like that Chiefs Bills game in the playoffs last year, but it's going to have that sort of feel with the quarterbacks just going back and forth, and um, it could go either way. But I'm going to go with the Bills here. I, I just uh, I got I, I just got a lot of faith in Josh Allen and the Bills defense actually. So uh, Buffalo with the victory, final score 37-36. Yeah, this is my my actual game of the week. I have two, but this is the actual one because it's no-brainer. This could be the AFC Championship matchup. These two teams could obviously meet again. They pretty much will. And 
like I said, Cincinnati, like you said, they need help. They need Kansas City to lose out, even if they win this game. Buffalo basically win this game, and they are the one seed. They may, they, for all intents and purposes, locked it up. So, like I said, this is a critical matchup for both teams, and this is going to be a battle. And it's going to go back and forth. So, But like I said, I have this feeling that Cincinnati, they're ready to, to, to break out. Remember, they are the defending AFC champions. And they can beat these two teams. Like I said, they didn't play Buffalo last year, but I think they can beat Buffalo. And I think they can beat them in this game. If that home, they're going to have the fans. You know, this is the last Monday night game. The good thing is they, the best, they save the best for last the best Monday night matchup there is on paper. I think the Bengals find a way. I mean, we are, like everybody's been underestimating this team last year and this year as well. Bengals are the real team. They can win it all. They can win it all. And nobody's saying anything about that. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cincy here. I think they beat big game just tomorrow night. And the final score, 34 to 31. Okay, yeah, we'll see. As we're talking, the Eagles game started. And yeah, yeah, things aren't going defense. great for this drive. And we <laughs> still have to talk about that game. But yeah. there's another game that we have to talk about, and it's in the NFC South. It's a bad division, but there's a chance that Brady can escape and win his first win and win another division title. But they have to play Carolina, who they did not beat in the first matchup. They did not beat in. They did not meet in the first matchup. So this is going to be a critical deal. This could be very critical for both teams here. But like I said, Carolina has gone through a lot of lot of crap, even more crap than the Bucks have. It's been injuries for the Bucks. It's been turnovers, injuries, and firemen for them for the for the Panthers. Winner of this game wins the. Basically, will win the the will win the the South. Bucks win with a with um with a victory, and Carolina will obviously be helped to win out tomorrow next week. So NFC South Championship game for real. Go ahead. Yeah, well, as we're talking here, um, I just got the alert on my phone that Carolina already scored a touchdown. Um, Carolina's won four of their last six. They ran for over 300 yards last week against Detroit. Um, since Wilkes, Wilkes took over, they're five and five. They've uh, They've had a resurgence here, um, and they're and they're hot. Tampa Bay, though, I mean, first of all, it's in Tampa for whatever that's worth. But um, they're looking for their their to win consecutive division titles for the first time in team history, and Tom Brady is looking to avoid his first losing season ever in the NFL. Uh, the guy hasn't had a losing season. He's been how long has he been in the league? Twenty-three. 22? Yeah, it's the 23rd season. Yeah, 23. 23 years. has been a losing season. So, you know, TV 12, he, he's, he's not going to accept a losing season, and he's not going to accept not winning the division. Um, even though Carolina's hot, I'm going with Tampa, man. Um, I, I've said it forever since we started talking. I don't pick against, Tampa, against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I don't pick against him in these types of games. I'm going with Tampa, and my final score here might not be uh, a, a Brady might not throw five touchdowns, and they might not score 40 points, but they'll get the victory. So Tampa edges them out. Final score, 26-23. You know, Tom Brady this year has had heroic season. He's had heroic life. Obviously, it's not been easy with personal life, but obviously, his football life has been great. Yeah, two things Bucks have never done: went back-to-back division titles, and Brady's never had a losing season. But he has eight losses. That's the most he's ever had in a season as a starter. And obviously, he's, this team has been finding ways to pick heroic victories, like last week on Christmas. And we have some ser- serious news we'll get to when we get to the Eagles Saints. But like I said, Crip. Obviously, this is a critical game, but Carolina is a team that's been just coming. For some reason, Steve Wilkes should get a vote or two for Coach of the Year. The fact that they've survived all this crap when it comes to to um, Baker Mayfield trade that didn't work out. 
Christian McCaffrey trade and injuries and and everything else. Here they are. They're rolling. They're just they they dominated the, the Detroit. And you know this this is going to be critical because if they can't stop the run, this is a this is a bad. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So like I said, as much as I want to pick Brady. If Carolina has their way like they did in the first matchup, then we're going to see a change in the NFC South. And Carolina, Dan Olofsky picked them to win the South this year. As really as that was, he may not see that far off now. So I'm going to go with Carolina. If you said they've scored already, give Carolina the, the rock here. I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm going to think they, 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 they find a way here. And the final score, 27 to 20. Okay, okay. One side note here for uh, Tom Brady, you know, since this guy's got such a great life, he supposedly is dating a, a new supermodel. <laughs> yeah, no. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, she, she is hot. She's way hotter than Giselle. I never yeah, was yeah, really Giselle thought... wasn't that hot. That's the thing. Yeah, you I know? never thought she, she was, was that she hot. She was a man. bargain burger. She was a bargain burger, you know. <laughs> Giselle, she's okay, but she was a bargain burger, you know. She was a white bee for for longest time, but he, there's more sexier women than Giselle Bunchin. I think so too. You know, I thought uh, uh, he, what, uh what's her name? Hell, Bridget, Bridget Moynihan. Moynihan yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too, man. But uh, yeah, he supposedly he got a new model girlfriend from Slovakia. No, he's he, he, he not struggling for love. Anyone <laughs> would want to be with him. But anyway, <laughs> right? we we, we got to go to this. We have a serious situation here. Unfortunately, Josh Sweat just suffered a very serious injury. We don't know what it is, but he, he laid on his back and he couldn't get up. Yeah. As the Saints are driving down the, the field on the defense on the first drive. But obviously, hopefully it's nothing. Maybe it's a concussion. I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like a concussion. He was moving around, so like I said, or moving his head. So we don't know what it is, but Obviously, the Eagles, this is a critical matchup. Like I said, if they win, they're in. They're, I mean, they're they're the one seed. They're the division champs. They have 14 victories. But this is not going to be an easy matchup. The Saints, they have weapons. They may not, they may not have a good record, but they have weapons, and they have a chance to, to play spoiler today. But serious injury to Josh Sweat, and it's not looking good because everybody's coming out there to – you know, we're talking about one of the better defensive players. This is a, you know, Eagles have been struggling with injuries, and this is a bad one. This could be a bad one. So let's hope let's hope for the best here. But let's go to the matchup here. Yeah, well, um, before I talk about this, um, I did just get an alert on my phone that Wentz just threw an interception. <laughs> so for whatever that's worth. Um, um, but, yeah, for this, um, yeah, as we're talking here, Josh Sweat did suffer is is down. Um, he's still down on my screen. Yeah, right he's still he's on a, he's on a gurney. I, I don't know. Hopefully it's a concussion, but I don't know if it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, it could he's be. Been stra- he strapped to his back. They're, they're, they they put him on a stretcher. He might be going to the hospital. It looks like he, you know, it's it's serious. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, it, it looks like it could be serious. Um, hopefully yeah, not. Hopefully he's, on, he's, on, he's been strapped. He's strapped to it. He's not. It's not like he's sitting up or anything. He's strapped to a stre- to a thing, to a stretcher. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's uh, just more precautionary. And like you said, he was moving at least his upper body, um, maybe a stinger, something like that. Hopefully, um, but well, yeah, they're gonna like have to. Eagles, like I said, they they need to find a way to clinch because <laughs> it because these they're, these injuries are starting to show up everywhere. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, man. It's fuck. We're we're, we're it, this is. The more we talk, the more this looks like 2017, man. I've been saying it since the draft. This team reminds me of 2017. And uh, 2017, we had an insane amount of injuries, and we just keep getting them piled up. And uh, that was one thing I I meant to mention with the Minnesota-Green Bay game was the last time Minnesota swept Green Bay in the regular season was 2017. You did (laughs) mention that. I know I mentioned it, but I didn't mention it in terms of, like, my comparisons to that season and the Eagles this year. But uh, yeah, the more we talk, the more it, it, the more and more it looks like 2017 all over again, man. And hopefully Josh Sweat turns out to be okay. You know, he's obviously not c- coming back today, but 
hopefully the Eagles get the victory today and maybe he'll be ready for the playoffs. That would be the best case scenario. But for this game, I'll tell you one thing, man. I was uh, 50-50. I had uh, on my fantasy team, I had uh, Chris Olave or uh, um, um, Deontay Johnson as my uh, as my flex. And I went with Olave. So um, he's already caught three passes on this opening drive. <laughs> so at least that's something for me. But, um, yeah, the Eagles need to get the victory here. We got Gardner Minshew playing, obviously. He had a great game last week against the Cowboys, except the defense failed him. Hopefully the defense can get their act together because they're failing him again this first drive. But, uh, uh, man, yeah, that, 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 that Josh Sweat thing just uh, took the life out of, well, the fans and, you know, myself and hopefully not the team. <laughs> but uh, um, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles here, man. I mean, the Saints just aren't a good team. There's no reason the Eagles should lose this game at all, okay? They, they, they started off poorly on defense. They, they should turn this around at some point, and uh, – I expect a good game out of Gardner Minshew. I expect them to actually run the ball this week, too, and Miles Sanders to have a good game. Um, the other guy I have on my fantasy team is A.J. Brown. I need him to have a big game, which he's been awesome these last two weeks. So one more big game from A.J. Brown. Eagles clinch. And uh, we, we don't have to worry about anything next week. So I'm going with the Eagles. Final score, I'm going to say 34 24. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully, you know, they, they, they take care of business. I mean, the Saints are not playing really well offensively. They're one of the worst off-scoring teams in the league. Basically, everybody in the South can't score at all. But think about this. There, Taysom Hill is a dangerous two guys we have to worry about today. Cam Jordan on defense and Taysom Hill on offense. Taysom Hill is the biggest weapon in football. He's a quarterback. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. He's a tight end. He can do anything, and that's a scary and that's scary to think about. And, and Kamara is a is, is pretty good too. He's not having the year that he normally has for obvious reasons, but he's still one of the best. He's one of the best weapons as well in this league. And then obviously without Lane Johnson, Cam Jordan could be a major problem for someone like Jack Driscoll to handle. So, you know, Cam Jordan leads all all active players in sacks in the league. So a lot to pretty much put into. But obviously I think that by the second half, they should have the Saints where they won. You know, with, you know, Gardner Minshew, I'm not worried about. He had a great game last week. He out threw that Prescott. He'll easily out throw Andy Dalton. So unfortunately, in the Andy Dalton era, we haven't beaten him. You know, and that's when he was a Cowboy and when he was a when he was uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So hopefully we get our first win against the Red Rifle today. And luckily here, I'm just, you know, they tried to use Taysom Hill here on third down, and luckily the Eagles stopped him. So it looks like, you know, for now, they're going to prevent a yeah. touchdown. We'll see. Yeah, we'll you're, see, you're, but. you're a play ahead of me. They're lining up on my TV now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. But I think the Eagles will win. Well, they're going on it for fourth down now. But I think even though, no matter what happens on this drive, whatever, the Eagles should win this game. They should win this game. And they better win this game. They better win this game because no way in hell they should be going into the last week of the season worrying about their their chances, you know, of, of, of keeping the one seed and a division title. Because Dallas knows that they're just licking their chops because they know they can beat Washington next week. So Eagles should win this game. They better win this game. All of a sudden, a 13 and 2 team should be concerned. I, I I can't see that. So the Eagles win and the final score 34 to 20. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just watching that fourth down play. Uh, damn, Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. I am concerned about the Eagles with this uh, laissez-faire attitude that they have at quarterback and injuries and just resting Jalen Hurts. You know. Yeah, because the problem is if if they lose this game, then they have to play them next week. They have no choice. Well, it's not even just that. It's just like this, like, uh, I, I don't like 
making having the guys everybody like well it's not going to be everybody but I don't even like having Jalen Hurts rest for a month straight you know it's like just lock it up and get it over with yeah fuck yeah, yeah I just saw that touchdown yeah that damn Jason Hill you got you got the fourth down it wasn't it wasn't cute but it was enough they were enough in there so but I, I think the Eagles will win this game I think they'll be fine by the second half I hope it might so. be a struggle early but they'll be okay. I hope so, man. I mean, I, I like Minshew, and he's a, he's, he, he, he can win you games, but, I mean, I just don't like the I, – I don't like the way the Eagles do things with, like, the preseason and uh, and now this, um, you know. I mean, we, 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 we got we, – we had a, a – we got lucky this year. I wouldn't say lucky, but, um, you know, a lot of these teams that rest all their starters all preseason and never play them – they come out flat the first week of the season. The Eagles didn't, but a lot of these other teams do. And uh, this whole thing about avoiding injuries and all that, I mean, the Eagles are, are getting a ton of injuries. It's not like we're really uh, saving ourselves from injuries. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, 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 I, I just don't like the way the Eagles do things with that. But, you know, that's just me. I'm, I'm old school, so... I say put them out there and make and get them to make them play and preseason, you know, the build, way the Bills do it with uh, 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 um, McDermott, you know, he puts these guys out there. They play at half. Same with Andy Reid. They play first preseason game, they play a quarter. Second preseason game, they play the half. I mean, this is when it was four preseason games, but third preseason game, they play at least a half, if not three quarters. You know, that's that's the way I like it. That's the way I. I look at it, but I'm old school. I'm an old man, so what do I know? Well, you're not that. You're not that old. I mean, you're old, but you're not that old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Kwame would think Kwame would think you're you're like a you're like a you're like a college kid compared <laughs> how old he is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit. All right. Well, that's all we have. Like I said, hopefully things will get better here. Critical games, lots of them around the league. Hopefully, we'll have a Josh Sweat injury update now that we have to worry about that now. Lot lots to look into now. It's gonna be it's gonna be critical today. Like I said, this is not gonna be no cakewalk. So alright, so that's all we have and join us Wednesday. We'll be back on Wednesday, all three of us, barring any kind of circumstance. Matt has a date, Kwame has to move. We'll see. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be around know. Wednesday. I damn sure we'll be around Wednesday, but we'll see. <laughs> all right. That's all we have. Enjoy. Happy New Year. See you Wednesday. Yeah, bro.